0: Welcome to Behind the Smoke Podcast. My name is Sean Walcha from Cali Comfort Barbecue. We are here in Spring Valley, East County, San Diego, uh, recording above the butcher shop, above Valley Farm Market, here with my man, Derek Marceau. What's happening?
1: Same old, same old, man. Same old, same old. Another beautiful day in San Diego. Don't
0: bullshit me, same old, same old. I saw what I saw saw when I came in. What's that? What's that sexy, big-ass thing you have right when you walk into the back?
1: You know how fucking hard that thing was to put together. <laughs> how fucking heavy that thing uh, was. I got a big green egg. It's actually the double XL. It's 564 pounds. Um, working with with green egg at the Del Mar, we were talking about you know, I we like to do reverse searing for our tri tips and everything like that, and um, we we used them there and it, it worked out perfect. And I'm like, well, I want I want a big one. And I'm like, well, we got you wanted the-
0: something big, shocking. Right. They, they <laughs> like, well, yeah. we got
1: we got the XL, and I'm like, well do you have anything bigger than that? Like, well, yeah, we actually, you know, have the double XL. And I'm like, well, does it come with a lift gate for your dude, truck? It, it honestly needs to. <laughs> you it can't, needs
0: to, Cause we have the XL. It, it, it <clears> t- look, t- we're it looking takes at four, four men, large men to get it onto the fucking truck.
1: Me and, me and uh, JC did it by ourselves last time.
0: The double XL?
1: No, the single, <laughs> no, the single. Um, but yeah, that thing was uh, crazy. We're actually gonna have to fabricate some wheels for it, for pushing it through the parking lot. But, um, we're actually going to fire that motherfucker up today.
0: Where's it going to be? Out at the shack? Yeah,
1: we're going to put it out of the shack, and we're going to build a, um, dig some holes, and be able to chain it up out there so the that Spring Valley um, natives don't they don't they <laughs> come, don't, they don't, they, don't think to, they don't think
0: it's a shopping cart. Yeah, they don't, they don't <laughs> try to
1: take it or cook their own food on it or something like that. But well,
0: it'll be great to use uh, for our cooking classes too.
1: Yeah, cooking classes. You know, we um, we use them a lot. They're, they're uh, surprisingly very consistent. Um, I wasn't a big fan of them when they first came out, and it was more just being kind of naive to, to what they did, and once I started using them, they were, they were awesome. They uh, put out a very consistent product, and, you know, to smoke on them, probably, I wouldn't say would be the best thing to do, but we uh, were able to, uh, you know, just do the reverse here, and they get nice and hot, and I think we used it off the, uh, was it Fox 5, or yeah. Channel 8, or who? We did uh, Channel
0: 8 with uh, Heather Myers for Fourth uh, of July, actually. Yeah, that, that was Fourth the XL. July. Yeah, that
1: was the XL. So that was the
0: first time we took it, and we got those kick-ass videos. Um, everything we talk about today will be in the show notes. So if there's somebody that you want to follow on Twitter or some link or something that we talk about, uh, check out the show notes and um, be sure to follow it and take a look. That way you can uh, follow along with the show. But uh, we're fired up. Today is uh, it's a new day. We're getting closer to Spring Valley, uh, our annual amateur barbecue contest
1: yeah i'm getting really excited about that man i'm really getting excited about it. i went to the smoker um i don't know we have, to, we have to name that smoker i know um but went out to the smoker to kind of get a few parts for it and was looking at it and getting excited to, to tow that thing down to spring valley and cook some good cue um do some tri-tip sausages just just get after it man i think we can do a shit ton of meat on that
0: yeah, it's perfect because we—I mean—we made this contest so that amateur barbecue, backyard barbecue people could come out. They could try out what it's like to compete in a contest, um, to get pointers from people like Gene Boikachea, from yourself, from myself, and maybe uh, talk to Gene. I talked to Gene. Gene's doing great. He's yeah, asking for you. more
1: work. course i'm just sitting here with my laptop you know i just had open heart surgery and he's like yeah i'm sitting here i can still work i'm like let's just uh not put the cart before the horse and and let you do your thing and he's like well i'll get the parts for the smoker and you know he's he's just he's gene he's always wanting to do something
0: absolutely and uh i mean one of the coolest things about this podcast is it's allowed us to talk to people that are that love barbecue that love events that love marketing that are they want to open up a business they Maybe are thinking about you know how do I move up in my business? Uh, I mean, all walks of life have been listening. One of the coolest things at uh, Del Mar is we had some people that have been listening to the podcast that actually they f- they found us. They and I, we're not easy to find at a bar- barbecue festival, but they made a point to find us. Um, and our weekly, uh, I'm going to start a Twitter shout out, and this one's going to Brian Underwood. He 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 actually went and found me talked to me, introduced himself, said, I listened to the podcast. I'm signing up for, I'm thinking about signing up for spring Valley. I said, "Uh Oh, you're, 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 you're signed not, up. You're, signed up now. <laughs> you're committed. And, um, yeah, Brian Underwood, it's at B, uh, at B Wood. He came out and that was really, really cool. He found you, took a photo with you, took a photo with you, yeah, nice kid, a man. photo with us. Real nice um, kid. you know, part of the thing that we, one of the themes we talk about in the podcast is, is getting involved. And uh, you got to put yourself out there, and you know, don't be afraid to say hello, introduce yourself, um, get on Twitter, get on Facebook, get on Instagram, get on Snapchat. Um, you got to build your brand, and that way, people can follow
1: you, follow your journey. And what's well, um, about growth too? And I mean, if we can do things like that and, and talk to the people that are maybe a little nervous about getting into an event or sure. doing a KCBS event because they are so uh, intimidating, you know, I think we're we're doing our job by growing the brand of barbecue, not just uh, worrying about ourselves and, and our brand, just growing barbecue in general in California because it's it's such a, you know, people think uh, Californians can't barbecue. And yeah. uh, I, I got a few things to say about that.
0: <laughs> well, we appreciate that. And uh, we're going to get those forms up so people can sign up. And that date is going to be November 5th. Um, it's going to be right in front of the restaurant, Cali Comfort Barbecue. And teams that sign up, they're going to get, the best meat, uh, competition meat from Valley Farm Market. And we're going to raise some more money for organizations and training. So we're fired up for that. And today we are, (laughs) this is probably one of the most unique uh, podcasts that we've had to date, but it really gets to the heart of why we started this podcast. And that was to talk to other people who have the balls to get shit done and to try to follow their dream and to get out there and try to make things happen and um, these two gentlemen uh, we are very very fortunate to have them here Um, Brandon uh, Haney Jermaine Haney Haney. excuse me Brandon Haney and Jermaine Spotwood Uh, these are both uh, the people that started Primitive Smoke and we're here to tell their story and to find out you know what happened along the journey and where they're going next Uh, welcome gentlemen
2: thank you all right thank you
0: so what's going on where where are we at?
2: So basically, uh, we started at Smoke Barbecue. We both went to culinary school. My um, and my went to Le Cordon Bleu. Jermaine Spald went to San Diego Culinary. Uh, we both worked at the Grand Del Mar Resort together. And being in San Diego- to so Grand
0: worked, Del Mar, that's high-end,
2: fine dining. Correct, yeah. Uh, we both, I come from Montana, he comes from Oklahoma, so we both had a batch of meat. Sure. Uh we both were in San Diego. We worked at the Maya La Jolla actually, which is no longer there. Uh we both just thought the San Diego barbecue lacked very 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 heavily. Um so we wanted to bring our own twist on barbecue. So we found this little spot on Garnet Avenue. Um, it was only 433 square feet. Jeez. We had uh three <sighs> indoor seats, uh 12 sidewalk seats.
1: Wow.
0: So this uh, what give us a time frame. So this was last last year, two years uh, ago.
2: We started. We tore the place down. It was a little Orbit donut shop. That was so, my
0: wife's favorite donut shop, by the way. Really? Really? She's like, we would go there, and she she just loved those little fucking powdered donuts. Oh, that's and she'd so be funny. like, she's like, where the fuck the donut shop go? Like, barbecue. Got to make <laughs> Got to make way for barbecue. <laughs> it <laughs>
3: was. I mean, and mind you, this is like three years since
2: like
0: we Met, yeah, like when we started working together. When did you too. get what? So that was what 2014?
2: 2014 is when we met, but you know, we had the business plan, we had the recipes. 2014,
0: uh, you guys met, but you met in the kitchen, right? Correct, correct. Yeah, we, we were so, both chefs, yeah. So you're both chefs and you started hanging out afterwards, exactly. Bullshitting, hanging out.
2: We both knew we wanted to do a barbecue, mm-hmm. uh, we both knew we wanted to, to take over a barbecue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still didn't realize how hard California was, yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's extremely, extremely hard sometimes what you think is good barbecue isn't what californians think is good barbecue so a lot of times people get you know you you want to push your your recipes on people but you know if it's too much for the californian palate yeah they're 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 gonna resist it man and people are used to fills yeah Yeah. and i mean literally i we've done competitions when i was in kansas and you know did a did a bunch of different things and the way I smoke for competitions is completely different how I smoke for for my consumer because yeah. they want it a little bit different. They might want it a little little more sugar. They might not want so much smoke, or they you know want it a little bit more mild. And, and uh, yeah. you really have to figure out your demographic. That's one of the biggest things that we had to fix because it was like, man, this was phenomenal brisket, and people didn't want it. Yeah, cheese like, man. I, how how do I get past this? Oh, I added brownulated sugar to it i added a few other things and all of a sudden now it's a really light smoke and i'm wrapping and i'm not i'm not letting it hit the direct smoke and now people like that's the best brisket i ever had and i'm like ooh, man this this is (laughs) this is rough you know i'm fortunate though where i i have a grocery store Mm -hmm. so that's where we we uh, make all of our money and and you know the smoking's a passion so we got to you know start doing it there so it's not just the the smoking that you know keeps my business going Tell
0: like was there was there a point in time where you guys where you met and you're like, we should do this together I mean how did that come about was from there, the start from, from the, the start, start
2: yeah, go, yeah. Uh, we both got along really well in the kitchen we were both you know very hard workers we were both very passionate um and we both had a passionate barbecue we both knew where we wanted to go um yeah. San Diego, you know, the barbecue scene was not great, but we were not going to lower our standards to San sure. Diego barbecue, in quotes. Sure. Um, so we, no matter how much, how pricey we were PB, PB, we were going to keep our standards. Were you, was the
0: plan always to go to PB? No. No? no? PB so, was our so last So about, talk about site selection. It was North Park. So it was North Park is where you North wanted Park. to go.
3: Why is that? Because North Park, to me, was more of like a neighborhood. It mm-hmm. was a neighborhood in which... If you live in North Park, you can actually walk. Yep. You can walk and you can go out to eat you can go out to drink. You don't have to worry about Ubering.
1: Or you get anything. foot traffic.
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I love that type of neighborhood mm-hmm. to where a person wouldn't have to drive. And what we figured out about PB is people have to drive into PB. Oh, yeah. And most of the time, you're driving into PB to actually either drink or go to the beach. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. You're not necessarily worried about eating. Yep. You know, if you decide to eat just because you're there late it's convenient get, convenience it's convenient. right yeah and there you going to either hit up a taco shop or right. or each you're you're not going
1: to spend exactly 10 you're beers not, and i'm like dude just life. give me some fucking real tacos exactly yeah. <laughs> but number one was <coughs>
3: north park yeah you know and it was like when we started like three years ago
0: it was like north park is big. how are you looking for site locations was this did you have a broker or were you doing it online well, we had online realtor. and we had a realtor, realtor. okay so yeah. the realtor was showing you spaces, Correct. Exactly. giving you terms, lease terms, exactly. trying Correct. to figure that all out.
3: But a lot of the places there, it was like a complete build out. It was like yeah. you have to build it out. And, well, but what we found out with the PB location, like, this is like up. after the fact that it's hard to get a liquor license in PB. It's hard, to, it's get it's hard to get a liquor license, but period. Liquor license but period. especially in PB. Because there's sure.
1: so fucking many of them. Exactly. Yeah,
3: and that's what pretty much that was like one of our little stumbling blocks. Yeah. yeah. So you wanted license? to have
0: you want to have beer, wine, and liquor. Exactly. I mean, we didn't we didn't even get into barbecue when we opened the restaurant. The only reason we opened was to have a sports bar with a full liquor license. The liquor license, the type forty seven license, yeah. was the driving force for me and my business partner opening the doors.
1: It's a driving bar- force bar. for that fucking voicemail that's in the very beginning. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what it's a driving force of.
0: Maybe, maybe so, maybe so. Um, so, when you guys are out looking for locations, what did you guys have a, a budget that you came up with? I mean, was this something that you know, as far as your business plan, like how much you needed to open the doors?
2: Well, we planned a lot less. Obviously, we planned about three hundred grand open the doors. Three hundred. Did you open. get TI money from the? Nope.
1: Ooh. Sure. And we planned uh, about. You better call me next time. Four <laughs> grand
2: a month rent was kind of our max. Yeah. Um, so this place on Garnet Avenue came upon. It had a grease trap. It had electrical, but once we started getting into it, everything was outdated. Yeah, has all the new permits. I'm telling sure. you. So you had up some move, electrical we had some We had to move I, the oh, grease trap to the alleyway. We had yeah. to change electricity. So we ended up tearing this place down. Yeah. I mean, gutting it. Yeah. So we. Even, I saw your photos on. That's So cool. even the, from the start on your like, Facebook,
0: yeah. the, the photos that you guys put out there. I mean, I look back at our photos in 2008 when we're fucking ripping out, you know, carpet and we're ripping out light fixtures and you're just like all you do is you have this dream to get the doors open yeah. and you're like okay well we got to keep within budget and we got to, you know, figure out how much are we going to spend for this piece of equipment but that's a very important piece of equipment should we buy a used should we buy it new yeah. and you're like fuck I don't know like but all those things they all add up exactly mm-hmm. and then you look at that original budget and you're like holy Fuck! What happened? We exceeded that. you like, far. we exceeded yeah. that, and we still don't even have a POS machine. <laughs> like, that's the most important fucking thing. And then, you know, and you, well, what about the website? And what about this? And what yeah. about that? And it never, it never stops. It never stops. It never stops. It, never it still doesn't stop. And we're 10 years in coming in April.
1: We're 61 years in. <laughs> I got a hundred and twenty thousand dollar electrical uh, remodel we're doing right now. So it's just Jesus. like it never fucking ends. Yeah, like, no yeah. matter what, it's just like, really, we need more electricity because I want to build a bigger kitchen. To build a bigger kitchen, I have to trench underground to get the electricity ran in because my, my meter's going to go from a 400 to an 800, yeah. and now I have to move this uh, cooler to get a new cooler outside to put the hood in and everything. It's just like, before you knew it, I was like, oh, I want a kitchen. It's going to be like 50 grand. Before I know it, it's like a $250,000 yeah. undertaking. It's like, man. I- I don't know my ROI is going to be on that, but fuck, yeah. I think I'm fucked on that. Yeah. <laughs> you better talk to your tax man. <laughs> figure, figure something out on that. Because, uh, I mean, or I got to get some of you guys in here, some chef work, and fucking figure out how to make some bombs. So bomb when you guys
0: part. were in culinary school, <clears throat> this is the thing that we like to talk about, too, is you know when, we went, when I went to school, I, I studied sociology. I went to business class. I thought I wanted to study business, and I went to business class, and I was like, fuck. This this isn't business classes and what I want to talk, talk about. And then I go to sociology and it's like, it's talking about people and how people act, how they behave, why they do what they do. And literally everything we do is, you know, where's there an event we're involved? You know, how do we get involved? Why do people come together? And like for, for me, I didn't learn how to run the restaurant in college. Mm-hmm. And I'm a guessing you guys didn't learn how to successfully open up uh, a restaurant, a storefront when you were in culinary school. Is that right? No way. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you th- they have classes, right? Mm-hmm. But those classes didn't teach you one fucking thing about, you know, okay. hey, when you're when you're out there, make sure you're getting TIs. Well, that's, sure that's, yeah, that's you know, the
1: the best part about this podcast is that it allows us to give the one-on-one on business that you don't fucking learn in a, in a classroom. Exactly. You know, the, the things that people don't understand about you learn from the, fucking failing, the TI money, the you getting, getting free rent. I mean, did you yeah. guys get any free rent.
2: We dealt with the uh, PB jackass. Yeah. John Noble. Yeah. He's known as, the I know PB. exactly John. Noble. Um, really? So we got nothing. We got nothing.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, that's, that's, uh,
2: But it was a good location. We thought... We didn't realize... How old is he now?
1: He's like... uh, He's He's old.
2: He's like high
1: 60s. Yeah.
0: What is he, a broker? Uh, No, he he owns
1: owns owns property, man. He owns a lot
0: of
2: property. He owns all of PV pretty much. That one
1: up on top of the hill by Mount Soledad, that little uh, station over there. There's like a Thai restaurant. Is that what you were looking at? I was for a second. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I think it's... 2,000 square feet and he wanted $8,000 a month I mean, you gotta be fucking kidding
2: me. we paid four grand for 400 square feet yeah. that's fucking nuts right? yeah.
0: and he, don't get two nuts. he, he doesn't two shots he doesn't get two shots you know? what was your lease how long it was three years three luckily years. we
2: got got yeah, out bought out yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: so how, how long were the doors describe getting the doors open because we were... I, I mean that's <laughs> that's one thing that until you've done it you don't have because everyone that you know they're all like oh that's so cool you're opening a restaurant you know when's it gonna be open you don't have a fucking clue when it's open. You, don't. No. you can project when it's going to be permit open, but until, until the permits, until all those back permits come, until your health permit comes, you can't open those doors. So describe how that process went.
2: Uh, we signed a lease last July 19th, I believe. July 19th, last um, year. And then we, luckily my dad owns a construction company mm-hmm. in Montana. Okay. So me and him did a lot of the work. Um, so we worked till midnight. We got our place open in four months. Okay. which is very it's extremely very fast, fast. Yeah. um the place next door is doing half the work and they're like nine months, so it's like we opened half of my dad here was a great like oh, yeah. awesome, because we open literally half the time well
0: it, it's it's about determination too I mean yeah. you there's certain ways that I've seen people open restaurants, and I'm like, what the fuck are, you got to open that restaurant yeah, like, exactly. what the fuck like yeah, you're posting on Instagram like but you need to get the <laughs> fucking doors open
1: well, yeah. Ted t- like, was. T- t- like, the Ted was shit. low and slow. Yeah, Ted, Ted like, uh, I don't know, probably like another six months. you know, he fucking took, but he had to. I he know, had to. He,
0: he also right. had a, a better deal with his, uh, with the property as well, which, which does help.
1: I like paying money for a good
2: architect who's ideal. You mm-hmm. know, our architect was absolutely amazing. Yeah, um, he pushed all our permits through extremely fast. Had he worked he worked in restaurants? Oh so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So as far as design and layout of the kitchen, like were you guys, were you involved in the layout of the kitchen at all? Honestly was my it...
2: dad just took it over.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. really?
2: Yeah. Okay. The architect did nothing that he wanted, so we kinda of put we did all glass windows. The architect wanted all wood walls. We didn't want all wood walls. My dad said no we're gonna all glass.
1: Yeah. So how was it with the smoke down there? What when uh, what smokers were you guys running? Tell me about like, you know, your your kitchen operation.
2: Um it was a SRG four hundred Southern Pride. Mm-hmm. Um we used a captive air hood, so we had extremely good ventilation. Obviously we paid most money for our hood because smoking's highly illegal. That's how a lot of broken places get in trouble is from the smoking. Right. So we had a very expensive hood. And the SRG four hundred also ventilated itself. Do you have anything to say about that?
3: No, that was a good smoker. I think with that um, with that Southern Pride smoker a lot of people think that smoker is you put the meat in and you forget it. Nope. Uh, it doesn't work that way no. and it's like when once we got everything inside the kitchen, we pretty much had like three days mm. pretty much until we open. yeah, so I was pretty much rushing through, trying to learn this new smoker, the ins
0: and outs of it. Like the first Had week? you already set up agreements with your vendors? Like who was is, who is your food vendor? Exactly. And which changed? We changed, yeah. Oh, you changed? Right. Two months. After. They didn't teach you about that in culinary. <coughs> <Nope>. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get fucked over by multiple vendors.
3: And I'm we went through what you.
0: for our meat, we went through three
3: companies. Three. And but you really have to because you, you have, have
1: you, And you have to figure out the hard way sometimes. But it's about relationships. Exactly. And if your salesman, if your people, your company is on it and they want you to succeed, that's why we do so much to work with uh, Harvest Meat Company and U.S. Foods because yeah. they're here. I talk to them every day. Mm-hmm. We have a, a relationship shit that it's just will like, go
0: wrong. It will.
1: It, yeah, I tell them all the time, like, you got to fix this," and they're like, "We are on it," you know. And they make sure that it gets fixed. And it's like,
3: especially like with our ribs. It's like When we went
0: through a certain meat company. What meat? <laughs>
1: company. Go for it. We're at their Hamilton.
0: Hamilton meats. Yeah. Well, they need to get their shit together. They Let's pretty much them promised them. What what the fucking world. On? Sure.
3: we will have this, and once we found like, the did they find
0: you, or did you find them?
3: I think
2: we found We used them at Amaya.
3: Yeah, okay.
0: we used them at Amaya,
3: okay. and then so we you just had pre- a rib contact. Exactly. Yeah. So we went through them. He brought us samples. I was like, you know what? I want that rib. Yeah.
0: Was like, what okay. kind of rib? What kind of ribs? It was heel about? meat. Okay.
3: Pretty good rib, but real, real good. meaty. I was like, okay, spare. We're, it was a spare rib. A spare yeah. rib. Yeah. Meaty rib. We'll go through that. So he hooked it up. I can have this for you guys whenever you want it. Like of okay, course.
0: whenever you want a perfect size. The second week, price.
3: <laughs> literally the second week, we got shorted. We got shorted. Yeah, yeah. it's like oh, just give me two more days. We'll have it in for you guys. Okay. The following week, hey, we no longer can have this particular uh, product for you guys. Gee, but yeah. I have this one for you. Yeah, I'm
1: like, what the fuck? What yeah. did they try to sub it in for? Seaboard or it just? Um, I think it was, it, it, it was Seaboard. It was Seaboard. It, it was, seaboard. was the shit rib. of the shit. Right. It was
3: the type of rib in which you had to trim. Around (laughs) around it just to, yeah, or Farmer John.
1: Farmer
2: John John is a substitute sometimes, yeah. Yeah. It's horrible,
1: it's horrible. The dexterity on that whole piece of meat, exactly. It's butchered
2: badly.
0: That's one of the toughest things is when you're first opening, that you don't have the history behind you, you don't have, they don't know who you are, they don't Mm -hmm. know if you're going to pay your bills, they don't know what your plan is. And I mean, there were so many things that we had to do for food as well as for beer and wine and alcohol that, you know, they're like, we don't give a fuck about you. You're in Spring Valley, like whatever. You know, so my general manager, Eric, he would drive up to Southern. He'd drive up to Young's and he was breaking cases. He was filling his whole fucking Corolla full of booze because we couldn't get somebody to come down to deliver it to us because they're like you're, you're too small
2: I was that guy yeah right <laughs> no, you so, to, so you're down yeah. in
0: Restaurant Depot and you're fucking yeah, going through yeah. your list and you're like you know you're getting calls and I'm you're missing, know, you're you know. calling. you're like right. fuck they don't have what they don't have what we need so now where I go to the other Restaurant Depot or, you know, well how fucked
1: up is it too that you guys are just starting out you're starting these roads people might have Love the ribs, and yeah. then now they're now they're getting something different. They're like, man, you know, I really like them, but they're pretty inconsistent because it's an inconsistent product. It's, exactly. It has nothing to do with your recipe or how you're smoking it. It's just a, a different product. Exactly, so it cooks differently. Oh fuck! I yeah. mean, what I would think will take
3: four and a half hours to cook five hours. This particular ribs is half that. Right. Like, why is that? Well, there's no meat on it. Right. Yeah,
1: yep.
3: and so now it's like, well, we came here last week, and the rib takes yeah. this way.
1: And now, and now, they're now non, it's different. And then now they're nine on bone. Exactly, and they're pissed yeah. at you. Exactly, like you did something wrong. Like you trimmed it exactly. the wrong way. Right? Did uh, <laughs>
0: Did they ever teach you about a prime vendor in culinary school? Nope. No, yeah. they didn't teach you
2: about any kind of vendor. But so I, school. I
0: mean, what restaurantowner.com com? Uh, we've been subscribed to them literally since we opened the restaurant. It is one of the best resources that anybody can use. They have templates. They have articles. They have weekly profit tips. Um, Literally, if you're opening a restaurant, they have checklists, things that you need to know before you open the restaurant, questions to ask a vendor. And, like, I kept reading about a prime vendor. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, prime vendor. We have both U.S. Foods and Cisco. And we'd have one guy give us a a sheet. And he'd be like, I can beat his sheet and I can beat his sheet. And then my kitchen manager looking at it, he would order from one person and then the other person. And then the next week he'd go to Restaurant Depot. And it was just all this wasted fucking time. And then once we established a prime vendor relationship, where we told U.S. Foods this is what we want, and that they told us this is what we can give you, this is us. This is us making money, and it's basically them picking up their skirt and saying, "This is what's underneath." You know, lift up the hood. Let me show you what's underneath. You guys (coughs) need to make money. We need to make money, but we need to guarantee that these items are always the fucking way that we want. Did they put you on a cost
1: plus program? Yeah, yeah. That's usually what happens (laughs) once once you become a you know established place but the problem and is
0: you, you have to get to a certain volume I fucking get it. in order to get to the sales rep or the district yeah. manager in order to get that deal done but so creating
1: that relationship with that vendor is like what you want to do so they, they become vested in you and they, they want you to succeed you're mm-hmm. like fuck just give me a cost plus so I know what I mean. I know we're gonna kill this, just make sure we get this product all the time. Yeah, what What else were you guys doing? Were you guys doing brisket? Were you guys doing Oh, um, uh, brisket, pork? pork
2: butt, chicken yeah. leg, We did the whole rib, chicken
1: at first, whole chicken is half chicken. But half very
2: cheap. So, is very cheap, and they just like the ch- chicken leg. We did turkey tails, turkey we did tails. turkey leg.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you guys tried different stuff too, different right? stuff,
3: just the brain, some that people wasn't quite used to mm-hmm, here in San Diego, mm-hmm. especially sure. with the turkey tails. Yeah. Oh, dude, no one knows about those. And no one knows no about those. No one knows about those. And pretty much when we had it on the menu. They are a huge fail. Yeah, it just
1: didn't take off. Like, yeah. You guys oh, should have yeah. called me. That would have been right there. I mean, granted, yeah, we, we, Kansas, we <laughs> ate, them, ate them all the yeah. time.
2: We didn't have the best quality of turkey tails. Like, I wish we had better turkey tails. They were mostly fatty. Um, if you but, guys are going to
1: ever do it again, talk to uh, Tarantino meats. We
2: use Tarantino. Did you? Did you yeah. talk
1: to uh, Benny? No. So if you talk to Benny, talk to Benny Tarabella and have him call Mary's because Mary's Mary's does a a turkey. We used
2: Mary's. Did you? It was was, was a lot of fat. Really? Yeah. It was a lot Ah. of fat. It was a lot. Anyway, see, we were getting that through Hamilton's. Really? Yeah.
3: Which actually came somewhat kind of frozen. And we were like, no, we don't want frozen. But they were like, it's the only way we can actually get it. Right. And so after a while, it was like, oh, we can't really, because it was so like you have like a, a turkey tail about that big. Right. And you have one about that big. Mm-hmm. You know? So it was so inconsistent. So these turkey tails, way. is
0: it like an appetizer? Or it's like buffalo yeah. it's a buffalo wing. Yeah. Buffalo wing? Yeah. So like how many would you get in like a basket of them or what? Yeah, you get pretty much a basket. Yeah.
3: And so that was our play on the whole like chicken wing. Right. We didn't want to do chicken wing because everyone was doing chicken wings. Yeah. So we were like, okay, let's do turkey have, tails. Did you have deep fry- fryers? We yeah. did. Well, did. just one. Just yeah. one. So we were like, let's do turkey tails. That would be our twist on uh chicken wings since everyone is doing. Let's just be different. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so winter, we And you can do it buffalo, buffalo style or barbecue sauce and or just plain. Did
1: You guys make your own barbecue sauce? Oh,
3: yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. And our barbecue sauce was very very popular. Yeah, the no, barbecue nice. sauce
0: pretty good. Mm-hmm. Saw that. You had multiple different uh regions yep. of barbecue sauce. That's cool. Um, so you guys, oh, you signed the lease in July, four, mm-hmm. months, four months, open November.
2: Um, no, because we didn't start the construction. Like we got the lease in July, but we didn't start the construction, construction like August.
0: So when did you, August,
2: we were in the kitchen early January, January. but like he was in there with my dad, like we were, we changed a lot. Like he was in the, like, he, he's like, no, i the cupboard this way. i the cupboard that way. out yeah. the fridge that way. Like he was in the kitchen saying where he wants stuff. Um, he even wanted the cutting board like curved in. So my dad made like a custom cutting board curved in. Like it was a it was a sweet little kitchen setup. Mm-hmm. So we spent like a two weeks, three weeks doing the kitchen setup, like going back and forth where we want the fridges. We didn't really have a freezer, very small freezer. Um, nothing was ever frozen besides like the fries. Yep. Um, so it's like um, then, but we spent about a week of testing. So we were open January 18th, officially. So January
0: 18th, right in the slowest time. Right in the
2: slowest time, right <laughs> in the slowest time. So for, for, we found that out
0: late. Yeah, so for yeah. people that don't know, I mean, depending on where your restaurant's located, no matter where you are in the world, chances are it's gonna be seasonal. And yeah. Pacific Beach, it is the hottest spot to be in the summertime. And that's where tourists come, that's where all the college kids come. Um, but in the wintertime, it's a completely different place. Exactly. So you know, adjusting for the seasonalities of your business um, and opening up at the slowest—I guess—opening up in the slowest time actually probably helped because um, it could have been worse. I guess if you exactly. opened in the summer, you don't have time time to work those kinks out. And to be
3: honest with you, I mean, when you're opening up a restaurant, it's you know, I guess the the thing was to actually compare last year to what you're going to do the following year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we were there, everyone was saying. You know, this summer, PB is going to be crazy. You guys going to kill it, blah, blah, blah. Summer came, and it was totally different from what they experienced sure. last summer. Yeah. So this big, you know, oh, it's going to be crazy. You guys going to kill it. You have the perfect setup, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't really that busy yeah. in PB this It wasn't summer. a huge yeah. change. Yeah. It wasn't a huge. Like, what they experienced last year, this year, was totally different. Yeah. It so i got
1: a question for you guys. So with having only, what is it, 16 seats,
2: Correct. Were you guys
1: fifteen? Wa- yeah. Were you guys wanting to do like more of like pick up and go exactly. stuff, so not not necessarily just sitting down. We is were that, catering but, too. Oh, were you doing caterings?
0: How were okay. you doing caterings when you guys had the shop? Because that I mean that's, that's one so of the one hard. of the biggest challenges. It's the best way to add revenue for yep. a restaurant is to do caterings because yeah. it's guaranteed book sales. It's not vending. Vending you leave yourself wide open to having waste, to having too much labor, to them telling you there's going to be 10,000 people and you know 1,000 people show up uh but when you're running the restaurant, somebody's got to be at the fucking restaurant. Exactly. That's the thing. We would know, close down the doors. So you close the doors. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's what you had. You were a two-man show, right? Two-man exactly. show.
2: We didn't, we had employees. It never just worked out. Um, so seven
0: days a week or six? Seven you guys, days a week. You guys seven were closed? Days.
2: Because we're closed Mondays, but we're still there Mondays smoking the meats. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you don't have to tell us. We close on Thanksgiving and Christmas, week. but
0: somebody's coming in <laughs> to smoke meats.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so so at, we don't it. close. So that so. was like
3: seven in the morning until... Ten at night. 9, 30, 10 at night. But yeah. the first month was midnight. Yeah, the first yeah. night the first was crazy. Was oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. you about espresso shots. Like, yep. Cuss and
2: brisket. Oh, fucking cuss and brisket. Yeah, it was, it right. was fucking So crazy. When,
1: when you guys talked earlier, you guys said you kind of wanted to come into to the California barbecue and kind of do something, put a little twist on it. Texas. Oh, Texas style? That's what Very guys, southern Texas. Okay. Uh,
2: Aaron Franklin is a huge island of mine. I know he's, as yeah. I love Jermaine and, as
1: well. And hopefully his uh, place is... Getting, getting, on. Rebuilt, yeah, getting rebuilt, rebuilt from the fire need. for sure. See, and
3: that's the thing. We even with Frank I remember like when he came out with his cooking book, and he was like the biggest shit. You yeah, know? he still is the biggest shit. You know, to some people. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna read his his book. Mm. Not read it and the recipes and all that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna try it. But no,
1: no. <laughs> no,
3: no! Don't do that. And if I can tell anyone, is If you're reading a cooking book by someone that you admire, you look up to, don't go recipe or ingredient for ingredient because half that is bullshit. It doesn't work out. My palate is completely different from his. Totally. And when I did it, I didn't like it. Right. And a friend friend of mine was pretty much, he told me, he was like, you need to do you and stop trying to be something and right when he said that, I went back to pretty much how I actually cooked my food. Right. Yeah. and it was completely different from what I was trying to actually accomplish by following so and so because he was a, the hottest shit at the time. I don't a, take anything away from him. Sure. you for know sure. he's no, no, big. It just didn't fit what we were trying to do. Well, no, no, no I that's... mean
0: every you have we have mentors in barbecue, and you know we have people that we look up to, people that we aspire to. But at the end of the day. You know, when Gene came in and he brought his recipes, you know, he has such a high standard from being in the professional Kansas City Barbecue Society world. I mean, he's cooking for the turn-in. You know, you're cooking for the turn Cooking for the turn-in is different than cooking for your restaurant. can't do Because your restaurant is different. open. You know, you're not turning into one turn-in time. So how do you keep the best quality throughout that entire process for the customer? Not only that, eventually when you get big enough, he isn't on the pit. So, you're not on the pit. So, what, you know, when you're teaching that and you're creating a procedure for your pit master, for the next person, for the person that's running the pit crew, for the prep, you have to pass that knowledge on to them.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you have to create something that's scalable. Yes. That, that you don't have to necessarily do it all the time. And it's it's easy for.
0: You mean you don't cut the fish every day? You flat, don't flip fish? Dude. Like your flipping fish video? Right. No, I,
1: uh, <laughs> I, I still do all the fish. but Barbecue
2: uh, is a tough skill, though. You can't just teach somebody how no. to smoke a meat. no meats no, that was our hardest part in PP it was we couldn't find someone that just had the touch I mean right. yeah they'll add our seasoning but it just will not be the same as,
1: well you can't you know, tell someone hey pull it off at 200 because it doesn't fucking matter it if doesn't it's, matter you have yeah. to feel it if, exactly. you, if yeah. you feel your brisket sometimes it's done at 200 sometimes it, that's a perfect tip. Exactly. sometimes it's 205 sometimes yeah. it's 190 I got some some Akaushi briskets that we're doing I mean so, dude I have to pull them off for like 180 sometimes because they're yeah. fucking done if I could let them go to 200 they are so overdone and dry like it, it's you, it's a feel you' and, like it, if, you're show. Not, and yeah. if you're not passionate about that mm-hmm. and if you don't care and you're just sitting there and you're like oh it's uh, almost done we got three hours oh, fuck three hours it mm-hmm. doesn't matter about three hours you have to be able to feel that that, that meat and make sure that it's it's done right and you know sometimes different seasonings, take different if they're smoked longer exactly. if, if you're putting something on and you're only thinking three hours but you had to put five hours on it it's going to taste a completely different mm-hmm. way it's, exactly. it, that, that extra two hours of smoke you, you're it might even be rejecting the smoke so it becomes bitter you yep. don't even think about that right yep. so now all of a sudden it's like oh I had this but now it, it, why does it taste so different well because you smoked it too long and now it's bitter and yep. your ingredients don't work well with, mm-hmm. with a longer smoke
3: and even with that southern pride that's the thing with the southern pride most people throw their meat into that smoker and think that okay I'm going to set the timer and that's it no because what I figured out about that is you have to the wood that you put into that smoker you have to let just soak in water for at least two or three hours because if you throw it in there dry Mm -hmm. it's going to burn up within (laughs) 30 minutes yeah and you don't get no smoke on your meat
2: and, and not, I learned, yeah. yeah.
3: And I learned it the hard way. It was like, oh, okay. I just thought, no. That fire, once that fire hits that 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 chunk of wood, mm-hmm. it is gone right. in 30 minutes.
1: What were you guys using?
3: Hickory and peach. Yeah, which, peach is very rare. Which was a,
2: I love using peach. Yeah, Well, peach yeah. is a phenomenal. Peach you can't phenomenal. fucking get it.
1: You can't get enough of it. To, exactly. To, you can't get cords of it. And when you do, it's expensive. Exactly. Like Eight hundred bucks a cord. yeah we
2: did a, a hickory and peach mixed cord uh-huh. from Escondido. Okay, from actually Mike's Barbecues. His mom yeah. owned the farm. Right, he, they, they were absolutely amazing. Yeah. Really, the best wood company ever. Really, uh, nice. they'd, be, they'd yep. be on time. You'd call, leave a voicemail. They weren't there. They would deliver the next day.
0: That's rad. I'm
3: and like it was to hear that. it was very good price. Yeah, nice. so the peach we only did with you know chicken and pork and, and ribs, yeah, and ribs. And then the hickory was just with the um, the brisket.
1: Did you guys wrap your brisket?
2: Wrapped it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, not smoking it. Right. We wrap it in a peach paper.
3: Wrap yeah. Smoke. We wrap the ribs, um, which a lot of people was com- so confused because they was like, your ribs doesn't have a bark on it. You know, I'm used to so-and-so down the street where there was uh, Iron Pig or Phil's Foles, Barbecue yeah. and they had like this dark bark. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, we, we wrap our ribs. Once you wrap it, kind of, it will steam just a little bit mm-hmm. and that bark will pretty much go away. But then you have like this real juicy, juicy rib. Right. And a lot of people thought that we were actually saucing our ribs, but it was just the fat from
2: rendering, the, out, yeah. rendering yeah. out
3: from the ribs.
2: Mm-hmm. The sauce was always on the side, too. Yeah. Sure. And it was only about two-ounce ramekin. We believe you should never have sauce. Right. Yeah. And our ribs were spare ribs. So a lot of people were used to baby backs. You know, yeah. we didn't believe in baby backs. <laughs> right. um, so spare ribs are a little bit chewier, you know. So people
1: would always, you know. But to me, know, Sean, Sean does spare ribs and I do baby backs. I mean, yeah. to be honest, the spare reason I do baby be oh, backs because yeah, it's sure. fucking faster and easier. And it I, is. Exactly. I push out more. I mean, that's. Yep. I I don't want to take the the five hours <laughs> to do it. I want to get the two hours, wrap it for one, and then finish it and char it up, and then I'm done. Yep. I mean, it, it's easier yeah. for us and um, the consumer again because we had to play to your demographic. My consumer likes it a lot more. Yeah. So
3: you need the, to And that's it pretty out. much what we got. A lot of people were do you guys have baby back? We're like, no, we have spare ribs. Well, I think you guys should have baby back. You're like, uh, well, you know, we everyone is doing baby back <laughs> yeah. right now. It's like, we're trying to do, you know, our own little thing. It's- and then once they taste the ribs, they're like, oh, okay, you guys do have good ribs. Yeah. So it's like, retraining people's minds of, what they're not used to.
0: One of the hardest things to do is to realize that just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get a lot of feedback when you open up your business and people are going to tell you, you know, you should do beef ribs. You should do, why don't you do fish? Why don't you add, you know, why don't you do collard greens? Why don't you do all (laughs) the, like every single thing, no matter, and especially with barbecue, because you're coming from all different traditions, different backgrounds, different palates. And you have to make a conscious decision to stick true to with, what you are, and what you do best. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, from our own experience, the more that we took off our menu, the better that we got yeah, as a restaurant, for sure. Yeah. Um, because we could focus,
1: you know. and you What focus. about sides? I mean, I bet you guys make some fucking killer sides. Yeah, you our green chili from-
2: mac
3: and cheese. No, mac and cheese was pretty much everyone. It was... I got so annoyed by it because... <laughs> we would make it to order. Okay. We would make it to order, and everyone wanted it. Right. To the point where... The potato salad and the baked beans and the cream corn and the the coleslaw yeah. was just sitting there right. because everyone wanted mac and cheese
2: even our coleslaw we like an apple reduction like our baked beans had bourbon like every one of our sides were very very yeah. fancy just to just throw
3: side. it out there just say hey this is something different than what you experienced before try right. it but that mac and cheese
2: everyone went they'd already gallons them. of it yeah. <laughs> like yeah. really they just order cheese? the mac no meat they would just get the mac <laughs>
3: just mac sometimes I'm like oh wow to know that you spent all this time smoking whatever it is you're smoking the brisket the ribs the chicken and someone comes in and was like I want like four quarts of mac and cheese <laughs> Yeah, Jesus. like damn, well, we, shit. I should just open up a mac and cheese shop. Right? And just,
0: we feel it. We yeah. think about that all the time. We have people that come in. They're just, like, I, want, I want two gallons of wedding beans. And like, well, we don't have two gallons of wedding beans. We can order exactly. them as a side, or you can order them through catering. But it's like, well, I want two gallons of wedding beans. And like, well, if we ever figure out how to get two gallons of wedding beans <laughs> out the door, and just just one pan of peach cobbler, then we're we're all set. Exactly. Um, what do you guys think? You uh, you learn. So when was the actual last day? that you were both in there?
2: Like August 20th? The, August 20th, yeah. <laughs> barbecue, <laughs> festival, or, or the barbecue, barbecue Festival? So yeah, it's a good thing before, you weren't up yeah. until <laughs> <laughs> and That's and That's why we uh, didn't do it. It's because we were going through this. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know. i um, say, like, if, if we were somewhere else, I, I wish we would have been in a, in a location that didn't focus. Like, we were expensive. Yeah. And you know, everything was all natural. Yeah. Everything was by the pound. So yeah. you, didn't, you didn't get a side with your meat. You know, mm-hmm. very, very Texas, you get white bread, pickled okra, sauce on side. We were expensive for PB. PB's cheap, PB wants to get drunk, PB wants to park. You know, there was no parking, there was no yep. seating. Um, <laughs> you had you know, no parking, that's funny. Because that's the number one complaint
0: we get on Yelp, yes. we have about 110 parking spots.
2: Yes, and you weren't gonna pick up a hot chick at our place. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so alcohol,
3: like... there you go. alcohol was one of the biggest things. We had yeah. people walk in and was like, do you guys have beer? Nope, <laughs> and they would turn around. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Yeah. You would literally come here, find out that we don't have alcohol, and, and you around. would just turn around.
0: I used to be like that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like... There was To a me, time. it's like, I can go... If the food is good, I would actually go somewhere, eat the food, and then just grab a beer somewhere. Or yeah. go get yeah. drunk somewhere. Mm-hmm. But to actually say, oh, we came from Chula Vista, and you guys don't have beer, so... Uh, I'm just gonna
2: go next door. Yeah, we yeah. got a lot of people from Oceanside. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people came to us.
0: So what do you when when was the day August twentieth was the last day that you guys were there? When did you both sit down and go, you know, this isn't gonna work out, we need to figure out a way to get out of this out of this deal.
2: Um, I mean we summertime was kinda of like our biggest
0: That was your test? That was our that test was, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean we catered. We like catering was fun. Like we did like a, uh, for like vegans, uh-huh. we did uh we smoked a jackfruit and made imitation pulled pork. Cool. Like we had fun with catering. Um but we didn't know marketing. You know, marketing was expensive. So yeah. it's like we were a small little shop.
0: So Mark, who was doing the Instagram, me. Facebook. So you were. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, no one taught me how to do it either. And it was just essentially knowing that we had to do it. I mean, opening in 2008, we were, you know, one year after the iPhone came out and, you know, <laughs> I, used, I actually made fun of my business partner, Corey, for having a Facebook account. I'm like, what are you fucking five? Like, what do you need? Like, what are you on Facebook for? And then I found out that you can market your business on Facebook and I was like, hmm, okay, I'll start an account. And I started an account and was like, if we didn't do that, you know, people wouldn't have found out about who we are. And now it's one of the number one things that we do is, you know, marketing ourselves. And, um, you know, for, for us, one of our biggest pieces of advice, you know, is to always be about your brand and be about even, you know, if you have a business, if you have a barbecue team, if you have a barbecue restaurant, a catering restaurant, You know whatever that team name is you know be on social media you know be on linkedin be on instagram be on snapchat and even like the only way no one does it perfectly you just have to do it and like once you do it you figure out how to do it and then you know i got lucky to the point where i could actually hire somebody like Corey who could help really you know grow what we're all what we've already built but you know Definitely, every single person should be on Twitter. You, yeah. As your own, as your own person, <laughs> but also as a company. Yeah, Derek that, loves Twitter. I
1: fucking hate it. Oh, I hate. <laughs> yeah, Twitter. I don't like Twitter. I can't I don't do it. it. I can't do you it. You can do it. No, you can tough. do it. And even like the first week, and I probably fucking won't. You can. You we know? had a lot of reach. It I, that yeah. ain't my gig, man. You can do it. I, Sean, Sean, and I have a little bit of different views on on the whole marketing side of things. Uh, I I I don't push too much, and I probably should push more sometimes, but. Um, Twitter, I just, I just can't, I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. And I don't know if I have enough time to get it. So, um, I think I'm okay. I'm okay with, <laughs> and See, uh, and I'm a
3: food guy, so it was like, you know, just put me in a kitchen. Put me in the kitchen, my mind would go crazy, and I'd come up with something different. He hated the glass
2: windows. I hate the glass windows.
3: I just hate it. I hate people staring into the... It's just, no, it's like, it's a kitchen. It's my little domain. I just want to be left alone to where I can create and be. If I want to say a a fucking cuss word, I want to be able to... Without someone saying, oh, he said that, or what the hell is going on in the kitchen. I hated it. But to go back to marketing, that's what we figured out late.
2: Yeah. Was,
3: here we are in PB, on Garnett, the busiest street in PB and still majority of PB didn't even know we were there yeah had no clue we were there yeah and we had people walk in it was like when do you guys open we are like oh, January 18 yeah. we had no idea and this was like May and it's like wow really no yeah. one actually knew so right then that's when we knew we have to market yeah, yeah. It was because we right thought just the traffic alone would just have people and this big sign yep. in red would just bring people in I
0: mean I think that was probably one of our biggest gifts was that there was no We're in spring Valley. I mean, unless you know where we are, unless we market and you figure out and someone brings you into, I mean, and it forced us to literally close down the street to make sure that the neighborhood like, Hey, why is the street closed? Oh, they're having a barbecue championship. Oh, what's going on there? Oh, there's a barbecue restaurant. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, literally stopping traffic patterns in order to get people to notice who the hell we are. Um, I mean, you got to do whatever you have to do. And like, you know, that's, one of the difficulties when you open in PB or you open in Gaslamp is that you're you're just you're like, hey, I'm already here. Like, but you're like, yeah. no matter where you are, you're like, you're in a mall, you're on Garnett. There's all those other fucking places that people can choose to go to eat, exactly. so they have to choose you. Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, you don't have a huge. I mean, there, there's, I don't know, down in PB, it's not like there's a ton of homes there. People are kind of going there, like like you said, they got to kind of come in and go out. Exactly. it's not right. like you know you're getting that foot traffic, so that, that's got to be kind of tough. At least here. Our demographic. I mean, we have. I mean, my next door neighbor is a house, you know. Yeah. So we have people that are actually coming here, you know, to get their their dinners and and stuff, and they don't have to go too far. So I, I can see how how tough that would be. And being new, you're not a destination location, so it's kind of hard. If you were to open up something, let's just say a Cali Comfort out in Spring Valley and people already know you and you're going yeah, yeah. and then you want to go into a PB they're like oh shit I don't have to go all the way out to Spring Valley I can get it here They might might be a little bit better concept uh, but yeah. like, that's, that's a rough one so
0: the, the one thing about Twitter and I'll leave it alone oh is, my god when, we're, <laughs> Twitter, when we dude. were up at the podcast movement Winnie, <laughs> Winnie's son she put on she put on a class and the one thing she said about Twitter that made the most sense that I've ever heard was if you want publicity for your business the people that are on Twitter are the media. So all the media are on Twitter. So all the people that are going to sh- write something about your restaurant that's going to talk about you, that's going to put you on TV, that's going to feature you in a story. That's That way people come and they're like, oh, we've got to go to Primitive I show. can see that.
1: I, could, yeah. I can definitely see that, that aspect. And I don't think my consumer is necessarily on Twitter. Yeah, no,
0: definitely Twitter. not. But right. that's where relationships yeah. with media happen. And that's the reason why, actually, Jeff Dotseth was here and did the last podcast that's why we're friends with jim trotter i mean all those things they came and they cultivated not just from one interaction i mean that's just where we happen to meet in that digital space um which is cool about podcasting because now we're meeting people that are passionate about barbecue in all different walks of life all over the world Mm -hmm. um what kind of advice would you give to people that were in the same shoes as you guys you know sitting there in a in a kitchen being like dude we got to get this fucking restaurant open what what um What advice would you give to them?
3: Uh, I'll say be patient. Yeah. Because it's going to take time. Uh, And pretty much what we discussed earlier, learn your demographic, what area you actually really want to be in. And once you come down to that area in which you really want your restaurant to be in, stick to it. And I think what happened to us we were such in a rush yeah. to actually okay. get it open. It mm-hmm. was like shit. Let's just go to PB. There's right. a spot yeah. right. instead of sticking to the script. Yeah, and which was North Park. Yeah, look yeah. because I mean, we would have nice. got a liquor license yeah. in North Park, right? And you, you got, got having beer kill us.
1: Andy Harris, who's just killing it out there, Grand Old Barbecue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He, I mean, good friend of mine, and he comes in here almost every day now because he was right up the street. But I mean, they're fucking killing it, man. Yeah, they he's doing right. bar and he's doing another one, and it's. That neighborhood there's homes there. People are walking there. And it's People up
3: and coming. They're yeah. building in North Park right now. South, there's new apartments. South Park's condos. gonna be big. Exactly. Yep. South
1: Park's gonna be big.
3: And see that's why we were actually wanted to go there because when I when I was talking to Brandon, I was like, they're building in North Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're building they're building new condos and apartments. It's on a rise. It's gonna be the new little spot here in San Diego.
0: Yeah. Mm. Let's just
3: take advantage of it.
0: Did did you guys talk to any of your People that in culinary school, any other restaurant owners, any other pitmasters?
3: Really didn't. No.
0: Yeah. So one of the things (coughs) that we, you know, highly encourage, and it's the thing that is probably one of the most difficult things to do is to just ask for help. Exactly. You know, to ask the things that you don't know. And if, you know, there are so many times that I didn't ask and we got fucking sued or we didn't, you know, we lost money. We didn't get the right equipment because I didn't take the time to just slow down and go, you know, who the fuck do I know? You know? Contact one of your people, you know, that you went to culinary school with, one of your professors, and say, "Hey, do you know anyone that is in business? Mm-hmm. That's actually in business right now?" And you be like, "It's amazing because now that we do this podcast, now that we talk to more owners and operators and entrepreneurs, the more we act, like, people are just willing to share because they don't want. It's it's not even about competition. It's about like we. I don't want people to have to go through the shit that I went through. Yeah, exactly. Fuck, I already fucked it up, you know. <laughs> but even no.
3: with that being said, it's kind of hard because." I think where did we go in Mission Valley what was I think it was the food and beverage administration or, oh yeah the yeah, yeah. one in Mission Valley yeah food
0: and beverage yeah. uh, so Santa we went there and be- he
3: pretty much said it Steve I, I think it was Steve, Steve, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty much said the exact same thing and we were thinking like who are gonna really who do we know that's gonna really just And that's give the us pro- the info that we really need just, without saying oh fuck these guys you don't, right. you
0: don't know you and don't like know. and that's the craziest part is like he gave you that advice because he knows I mean he works with owners operators and it's like there doesn't even need to be a connection. Literally, you could come into fucking the restaurant and be like, Hey, you know, we're thinking about opening up a restaurant and you would be fucking blown away at how many owners would go. Well, here, you know, let me talk to you about this. You know, have you done this? Have you, you know, restaurant com? like $14 a month, like sign up for it. They're going to just give you all these resources because at the end of the day, we're all stronger when we have stronger business owners. Yeah.
1: No, I, I think that's a great point. I mean, it's, it's, it's important. It's, it's humbling sometimes because you think you can do it all on your own. And you think, no dude, mine's going to be better than theirs anyways. So why the fuck am I going to ask them? Or that, you know, that's your mind's thought, right? Because at least for me, I always think I'm going to be the best at everything I do. So it's kind of hard to like go ask other people for, for uh, advice, but we're fortunate that this is our platform that if anyone is listening, that does want to do something, we are 100% transparent. We will help anybody we can to grow, to learn, to do whatever. And look, we don't have it down. I don't have, it by any means, I don't have it fucking all the Absolutely way down. Absolutely not. <laughs> I, you know, for for leases, for everything like that. I mean, I'll, I'll. I mean, me and Sean are going through shit right now with another place, and it's like, dude. I mean, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. It's what we do all the time. And if we, if we can ever lend a hand in anything, if your next Send venture us an or whatever, email. All, yeah, just tweet fucking, at
0: us. You find us on Facebook. You, Let us know. It's pretty easy to find out where the fuck we are. barbecue is the hardest <laughs> venture for sure. Yeah. Out of
2: any other concept, I say barbecue is the hardest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, is. A lot of hours. But it's also the most rewarding. It is the most rewarding.
1: I mean, you guys. When you someone got bites th- that rib and you can see the oh, face, like, ooh, yeah. ooh they That's,
2: got it. I remember
3: one day I seen this guy. I mean, he was li- literally sucking on the bone <laughs> of a rib. And you can say to me. That's the best rib ever, verbally. Right. But the fact that I seen him sucking on the bone <laughs> more rewarding than you coming up to me, giving no me a hug. No question about it. No
1: question yeah. about it. He man.
3: enjoyed that rib, and once he finished, he was like, "This is the best rib I ever had in my life." Right. And, and I'm watching him like literally suck on the bone with no meat on it.
0: Yeah. And I'm yeah. like,
3: "Damn." And man, then you that got, feels that good. Take, I got that experience, but take
0: it a step further, and then he goes online and writes a Yelp review with a photo saying, "This is the best fucking barbecue that I've ever exactly. had." It's a five star review. You're like, now it becomes SEO content for people to yeah. come to find barbecue in PB, oh. you know? So like that's that ancillary exponential benefit that you get, you know, in the world that we live in. I mean, this is the absolute best time to be in business for digital marketing. I yeah. mean, the, the amount of impact that we can have as a business, when you put your photos on Instagram, and you're like, fuck, that brisket looks incredible. You know, you're seeing what people are smoking here in San Diego, here in Pacific Beach, actually all over the world, Yep. you know?
1: No, I mean, Think about what we're doing too with like um, the videos and, and Facebook videos mm-hmm. and stuff. It's, we used to send out all of our ads every week, you know, 2,000 ads to either you know, they go on a Sunday paper and who the fuck looks at a paper anymore? In the <laughs> not uh, me. <laughs> but I'm sending out 2,000. Well, i fucking put a video up of me making sausage and I've gotten 10,000 hits like within the first day. It's like that's.
0: And that's not even a sponsored video. No, that's just straight. Can't, can't that's not even, a targeted ad within the address where you can actually pinpoint those people around Garnet or those people that have homes that live right up by Mount Soledad, you're like these this is what we do, we offer catering and then you're d- directly into their into their Facebook feed. You're like, oh shit, you know, I've got I've got that softball game coming up. I gotta go pick up, you know, some barbecue and take it you know, take it to the guys. Like a couple of times yeah.
3: yeah. Just off of Instagram. Someone's seen it and was like, hey, we have a a family of 25 people coming. Mm-hmm. Can you guys cater
2: it? Yeah, okay. Yep. okay. One cool. time cool. someone asked to sit 30 people at our 12 seating restaurant. So, <laughs> so, luckily, my dad was in town, so we actually built tables on the sidewalks. So there we had you go. 30 people on our sidewalk. Um, but yeah, it was pretty incredible. Um, I just wish, um, you know, we would have got a little bigger space or right. been a different area. I wish, I wish we had stuck to North Park originally. So, that's what so
1: see. what is next? I mean, what's what's uh, what's going that's on? That's what we
2: gotta figure out. We're trying to take a step back and re get ourselves back together. Be like, wow, what sure. happened in PB? You know, we thought it would be like a great tourist. You know, but PB was PB doesn't care about food. You know, our food was. They're going there for a cause. Yeah, we had a I, lot of regulars, the, and the, they would let the, be like you guys the, and grand all like, oh, right. 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 I mean, if, if you're going to, to, to PB
3: to drink or go to the beach. That's pretty much it. And if you're so happy to find <coughs> something that's good there, then, mm-hmm. you know, and this isn't yeah. the shit on PB. It's a nice place. But, you know, for a restaurant, it's going to be hard and difficult without a liquor license. Mm-hmm. Because that's where, that's why you go going to PB. Sure. you go going there to drink. To you're gym. going there to go to the beach. Yep. And, and if you find a gym there that sells good food, okay, but well, shit, are you going to shit them because they don't sell alcohol? Right. Because that's what happened to us.
1: So yeah. A lot of people go to Jack in the Box like, fucking give me two tacos and, a, and yeah. that's it. And what this was so cheap. confusing, I remember,
3: yeah. I remember we had this conversation and I was trying to base our concept like on a, a typical taco shop. Mm-hmm. I'm like, when a person goes to a taco shop, you know you go in there for a taco. Right. You don't care about a fucking beer. I'm going to give me a taco, a California burrito. It was like, if we can change the mind of some of these people here to view us like that, we can win. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, when it came to barbecue people wanted beer Yeah, and it what? just didn't cross over with damn how's this taco shop up the street winning with no alcohol but we can't with just you know, barbecue and yeah. it's it it so as far confusing. as
0: primitive smoke goes all the primitive smoke digital assets I mean, Instagram Facebook that's all, still that's, owned by me that's owned by you yeah so correct. the brand is still owned by you Brand's yeah. still owned by so me. that didn't transfer over to the property
2: uh, the name is they still have our name on the building uh-huh. it's still it's their name now but I own the Instagram
0: and Facebook. So okay, so that's something that's very important for, especially whoever's listening to this. Like nothing is more important that those properties are going to become more valuable than people have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. When you're selling businesses and that content, because that's your brand, that's who yeah. you are. So when you go and let's say you guys decide to do catering right now, mm-hmm. you're like, well, Primitive Smoke, we're doing catering. Yeah. You know, find us here, do this there, all that that you've already created that Valley Farm Market's created, that Cali Comfort, like that that's ours and that's what we own. That's actually gonna be more valuable than the physical assets that are in the
2: property. That's why I didn't give it to them. They yeah. wanted it, but I did not give so, it to them. Yeah, well, they wanted the what, recipes, what everything. They, they didn't get that? They, they didn't got get that. That. They got no recipes? No they got, recipes.
1: And they had restaurants before? So the only reason they have nope. the name is because of the just sign? They're yep. Yeah.
2: Yep, we even took our, we have, We like took everything. They, were, they wanted everything.
1: Are they California natives or are they? I, I don't think
2: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, to be honest. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, once I found out... How do you guys eat the recipes? We I saw, how how like, you, we saw pictures, there? and I've had my... Like, my regulars loved us. We've had, we have had a lot of regulars, so they text me all the time still. Right. They're like, dude, man, the right, barbecue's on... Yeah. All- <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I right. have chicken that's what, that's nuggets. hurts the worst, <laughs> right? is the fact that... Our regulars know, Why did you guys gross. have to, you know... They put chicken nuggets on the menu, and that's nice. Really? Yeah.
0: Is there any way to get them to you know, if you purchased the sign or did something so that they had, so that they changed the name,
2: I think they'll follow me and Jermaine more so than the primitive smoke. I think if we just put our, you know, I will just get a whole new name. We don't want to deal with
0: it. So where do people follow, uh, follow you,
2: uh, either primitive underscore smoke underscore BBQ or at, at B H A Y N I E 11
0: and that's uh Instagram, Instagram and correct. soon to be Twitter.
2: Soon to be Twitter. <laughs> <Soon> to be <laughs> and how about you?
0: Uh,
3: you can follow me at <coughs> thatchef619. And that's Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Yeah, no
0: Facebook, no Twitter right now.
1: Right maybe, now. Uh, uh, soon.
0: May- maybe soon. Maybe today. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe today. Um, oh, shit, man.
1: We we fucking we really wish you guys nothing but the best and again, your next thing you guys do if you guys have any questions or want want or anything by or if we can help in any way at all. Um, please mm. let us know. We'll we'll do whatever we can to appreciate that to do uh, it to yeah. push it to um, you know. Make I mean, sure.
2: Sean's also a huge idol of ours as well. You freaking own the Chargers. <laughs> I, don't, I don't.
0: I I wish I owned the Chargers. They, they'd still be here in San Diego. But uh, no, I um I appreciate that. And like I said, it's for us for you guys to come here uh, to have an interview about opening a business and having a business close. Uh, it takes it takes it takes balls and you guys really step the fuck up. And this is, this is the shit that, that is why we started the podcast is to make these relationships and let people know that when you are opening a business, I don't know it all. Derek doesn't know it all, but fuck, we're going to, if you have a question, ask us because, you know, we want to see the growth of barbecue when, you know, when people come out of culinary school there, we want them to go, Oh fuck, let's go and (coughs) open a place in San Diego because because it's a hotbed for barbecue, mm-hmm. not because it's the barbecue yeah. sucks. Yeah. It's exactly. like, let's go and get, be part of the movement, you know, the same way that craft beer does in San Diego. And for that, you know, those, that shit's important to us. And all it takes is asking a question. I mean, you know, and you guys coming in here and really telling us what the fuck
1: being what happened being yeah, vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, it's hard
2: to so yeah. just having San Diego being ran by Phil's in my opinion, just, that was our biggest. That was our biggest motivation. Yeah, was having being ran by Phils. Yeah. Phils is a disgrace to barbecue. Yeah. Well,
0: he's he's might be a disgrace to barbecue, but he's an inspiration to a business. Inspiration owner. Inspiration to a business Five. owner. yes. yes. See, and, oh my and God. that's why. That's how you that's crush it.
3: That's how you crush it. Yeah. Like one thing he's doing right is business business yes so whatever he's doing he's doing it very very absolutely you know it's like shit
0: yeah you don't you don't have that many locations exactly. all in san diego no. and that many catering vehicles
3: exactly. and, he knows. You know, who's he that has much- a
2: sugar he has a yeah. sugar <laughs> you
3: know he knows his demographic who he's catering to and he's he's winning right now and i can't i can't you know i can't shit on that right?
2: no you can't because shit, that was my goal
3: but you know, there's a there's 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 a niche in San Diego market that hasn't really really been touched yet. So hopefully,
0: so what are the chances people can try your barbecue at uh, Spring Valley? Hopefully, ho- you guys. Hopefully, soon. November fifth. November fifth. <laughs> November
3: fifth.
1: Come we out. Come out.
0: Let people meet you. Try some of the queue. You uh, know, we're it's just hey, a Sunday. You don't have the shop to worry about.
2: We're kind of thinking. You know, me and him might possibly. That's possible. It's, it's possible. It's, it's possible. Good. Us go to catering.
0: Good. I like that. I well. mean,
2: I. I love, We don't want to give up. People love us. You know, we don't want to just not ever have. I mean,
0: the the problem is, is that you've, you've worked your, you've worked so fucking hard in the kitchen. You've worked so hard in culinary school. And like, you've got the taste of what it's like to own your own business and to have the rewards. And yes, it's fucking hard. And yes, Yes. you guys, you know, you close, like I lost a shitload of money and I went through lawsuits. I'm going through lawsuits and like that shit, that's not going to change. But like, that's what fucking drives us every single day to get up and do what we love to do. And like, That's what makes you guys who you are. I mean, you wouldn't Mm -hmm. be fucking sitting here if you were just tail between the leg, oh, woe is me. Like, no, you guys have something to offer. People follow you. And in order to keep following you, what what do you have to do? You got to figure out how do I you know, keep business moving forward? Because you want to go work for another fucking Grand Del Mar or another another, good deal with some other fucking asshole telling you what to do. See, and that's what's so difficult about this situation right now to know that you
3: actually have something and it's gone. And you find yourself, do I really want to go back to this situation where I'm getting ready to work however many hours for someone yep. that really doesn't give a fuck about me? Mm-hmm.
0: But when, when you work for yourself, all those hours don't matter. It doesn't exactly. matter. You don't count them.
3: You don't count them. No, you don't because care you're grinding sleep. it out. No, it's, you're just yeah, grinding it out and yeah. you're doing
0: what you have to do to keep your business open, to grow your business to exactly. do whatever you want to do.
3: Because I would do that. I would work 15, 16 hours a day for myself then work 10, 14 hours for someone who <laughs> two shits sure. about me or anyone else in that kitchen. And I've done that.
2: And they don't pay chefs and send you a word for the yeah. shit. So
3: oh, no. You, can so you can't. Well, you can't. Yeah, you can't. You, can't. So anyone, you can thank California like for that. <laughs> in, it's like anyone that's in culinary school right now, I mean, your whole goal right now is to learn as much as you can. Tell. And don't follow that bullshit little system of, I'm going to be a line cook and then a line cook to a sous chef and a sous chef to a chef de I mean, cuisine. Our- and to no learn as much as you can then try to open your own shit. learn
0: from the best people and the do, best. do the shittiest jobs exactly if that, if that means making no money and working exactly. for somebody exactly. that owns multiple restaurants that you can work right next to them fucking go and do that do it go and do that and try your best more. to
3: open up your own shit. yeah because that's where you're going to be at your most, most happiness yeah. the most
0: rewarding is to have your own shit and be able to control it yeah, yeah. Good. Well, you guys, uh, like I said, it's fucking fantastic. Derek and I appreciate yeah, you uh, I appreciate coming, out it. coming out here, I and it. I know our listeners will um, as well. Uh, please tell your friends about the podcast, uh, have them write a review, subscribe. Uh, we appreciate it. Reach and, out to me on Twitter. Um, tweet at Derek. <laughs> you can tweet at Derek, or if you want a response, you can tweet at me, and that's Sean P. Walcheff. Um, Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it, and uh, thank you two gentlemen. Uh, Hopefully uh, we'll have some exciting news so we can see them and try some of their barbecue out at uh, Spring Valley Tailgate and Barbecue Festival on November 5th. Uh, We'll catch you guys next time.
2: All right, thank you. Thank you.